0: Welcome to AmTower Off Center on the Federal News Network. I'm Mark Amtar. I'm here today with a longtime friend, a DoD employee, Mark Crisco. We're not here to talk about Mark's job, though. We're here to talk about the Association for Federal Information Resource Management. Mark, welcome to the show, man.
1: oh thank you, Mark. It's it's wonderful talking with you today.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have a little fun and get a little history. But I want to get a little background on uh, associations that involve government employees because most people don't know that ACT-IAC has not been around forever. ACT-IAC was preceded by the Federation of Government Information Processing Councils, which started back in the late 70s. And that was an association of 20-plus councils around the country where there were clusters of, of govies and they they got together to talk about various uh computer issues i t issues back then it was called information resource management and one of the oldest councils of fijipsy is the Association for Federal Information Resource Management, what we're going to talk about today. but fijipsy morphed and became the uh American Council on Technology. And IAC was one of the last and uh, of the appendages to FGYPSI, and it is the only FGYPSI council that was industry. So that's where ACT-IAC comes from. So that's the history lesson. And, Mark, you knew all that stuff, right?
1: Yeah, I think it just argues that I've been around for a long time.
0: Yeah, well, we both have, but we're not going there either, so. so... A little history on you then. What led to your career in public service for openers?
1: You know, it's an interesting path in government service because government was my second job. I worked in the private sector and retail operations for over a decade and found myself having the opportunity to work for the government and have had a stellar, fascinating career for quite a long time now. And it has been a wonderful place for me to work, learn, contribute and share throughout my career in the federal government. And I I have been truly blessed by working with tremendous colleagues and and having an opportunity. I I said this to my boss once, having an opportunity to participate and learn is fascinating in anybody's career and i've had that opportunity all along the way which bleeds over into kind of the give back discussion uh and i know we'll talk much more about a firm but having a role with a firm and participating as a volunteer of giving back to the community that has given me so much throughout my career of sharing lessons learned and and building building a community of practice if you will and a firm is something that has offered me a great opportunity to do that.
0: Yeah, and we we met as a result of your uh, one of your former bosses not being able to speak at one of my events, and she introduced me to you. You came, and that's got to be, what, 12, 14 years ago now? We'll, we'll uh, stick
1: with that number, Mark. I think it's well, been a bit longer than that. No, neither uh, of
0: us has been around that long.
1: Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I worked for, you know, a tremendous leader that also had that, espoused that value. And I, I'll say her name, Dee Lee, uh, who, who brought me on and uh, moved me up from where I was into her organization. And she was a remarkable leader and a remarkable contributor to the community. And um, she was not one to take all the light. And she shared the light and shared her light across the community. And uh, I hope I'm living somewhere in her legacy now. As she's now retired and, and giving back to the community.
0: Yeah, for my two cents worth, uh, Dee Lee's one of the people I'm most proud to be uh, a friend of. She's she's just absolutely wonderful. So let's let's move on to our topic of oh, the day, which is the Association for Federal Information Resource Management. IRM used to be what uh, information resource managers evolved into CIOs. So way back when, where there were only, you know, hundreds of computers throughout government, it was information resource management. And a firm was born out of that milieu. So what is a firm? you know, from historically and now?
1: So a firm is a volunteer-based organization of industry, academia, as well as government who volunteer their time, talents, resources, and various perspectives in working on giving back to the community. And one of the big draws that uh, I have seen with Affirm is the fact of supporting STEM-based scholarships. Uh, So not only are we a community of practice generally focused on technology, but technology involves a lot of things. Technology, acquisition, procurement, uh, the broad spectrum of this. And not only do we work as a community of practice by sharing lessons learned as, as volunteers from whatever sector we come from, but it's also something that is based as a 501c3 and uh, we give back to the community in scholarships. it's certainly something that's uh, a, a true passion of mine, of supporting our youth, the next generation, those that will follow us, and whether they're in federal careers, whether they go to industry, uh, giving a hand up to the youth of the world where they can get exposure to us and take their next steps as they journey on their careers.
0: Okay. So... Um... You you are currently the president of a firm. How how did this occur?
1: I was asked a few years ago, I've always been around a lot of these associations, either speaking to them in a professional capacity or participating or listening or learning. And that a few years ago, they asked me to uh, step in as a vice president and, and help them in their regard. Um, part of the track there is you serve a few years and i did under jackie rubino when she was the president as uh, her first vice president and uh their term limited and once jackie left uh, i was uh named president so uh, i've been the president for this past year and i get to speak as the spokesperson for the organization whether it be kicking off our programs and uh, do our parliamentary procedures by administering our board meetings uh, and discussions there. But I really, you know, as the president, I really think of it as its representation of the board. Uh, both the board policy, uh, as, you, as you alluded to, a firm has a very storied history and a lot of hugely passionate volunteers associated with that. And um, while I get the, the term of president, And understand a role there as a volunteer associated with that. Uh, What we do is is make sure that all the voices are heard as we set our path moving forward for a firm and what topics are of relevance to the community. How do we uh, create sponsorship opportunities for uh, industry as well as government? How do we tackle the topics that are germane to the federal space and the technology space today. And uh, I'm just really honored and blessed to be a part of uh, part of that. Um, I think the president's always an interesting term with that, uh, but we're a community. And I think it's just being able to represent that as a community is just really a special treasure.
0: Yeah, and it, it's, it's a heck of a community because it's been going on literally. Uh, it's in its... Uh... Technically, I guess it's in its fourth or fifth decade now. So, yeah
1: it's, it's been it's been quite a while.
0: Yeah. So again, one one of the granddaddies of the original Fagipseys, one of the few, maybe the I, I think there's one other. I think the supercomputer group is still alive, but that would be only two that I know of of the original gypsies that are still there.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know. It, as you look at that, there's there's a great continuity uh, associated with the firm. Um, you know, it's not about me. It is really about the institution. It's a firm. Um, we have several past presidents that are, you know, actively involved in the in the dialogues of today, uh, helping to put programs together, helping a firm maintain its role in the community, and. You know, none of us can solve anything individually, so having a community is just a wonderful event. And having something that has that legacy, uh, has that continuity to the past, as well as the look towards the future, it's just a wonderful opportunity.
0: It is. We're going to take a uh, quick break. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on the Federal News Network. I'll be back with Mark Crisco right after this. Welcome back to Tower Off Center on the Federal News Network. I'm here today with Mark Crisco, a DOD executive who is the current executive, the uh, current president of a firm, the Association for Federal Information Resource Management. Uh, you can find uh, Affirm uh, at Affirm.org, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter. Uh, I suggest you do so. The programs, well, I'll let Mark get into that. So, uh, Mark, what's the firm up to? What are you guys doing these days? Oh
1: boy, um, we're doing an awful lot, and uh, as you might suspect, uh, coming out of an environment of COVID, uh, a firm has just done an amazing job in drawing the connections. You know, from you know historical in-person events into virtual and hybrid, and you know now back in-person events but there's a couple I want to get covered in a couple buckets that what we do when you think about a firm there's we could think about monthly we administer virtual programs virtual lunch-ins uh to discuss the topics of today uh with communities uh putting boards together putting people together to talk about issues that are important to all of us today we also launched in this past year and just done a great job. And a real shout out to Bill Pratt and, and Sandy Mestry on establishing an after hours program. Um, it's an after hours program where we've, we've launched into the community to draw connections and create training opportunities which are in person for the young people in our community, both industry as well as government, and informal and deliver content to them in a targeted environment which we could do after hours. What we found here is that given the state of workforce in, in the nation today of being hybrid, um, often after hours fits a little bit better. And Bill and Sandy have done an amazing job of, of creating after-hour programs where we talk about content and, and afterwards can have an awful lot of uh, discussions on things of topics of the day and drawing that connection here. And the after hours program is something I'm extremely proud that a firm has taken on this past year uh, and they've just done a great job with that. Uh, One of our big events and one of our big fundraiser events for scholarships is every fall we've run a golf tournament. And that golf tournament this past year was at Springfield Golf and Country Club where we have the opportunity to raise a lot of resources for feeding back into the scholarship funds. And certainly we also, last but not least, one of the big programs we have are the annual awards events uh, where we provide for the scholarships, make the awardees the scholarships, as well as have awards across the spectrum in various categories in the community, both industry as well as government. It's one of the key and premier events that we have uh, on providing awards. I don't want to be so bashful. Uh, a long time ago, I, I received an award from a firm uh, in its earlier stages, and it was probably my one connection with that. And former president uh, Archanker uh, was was around at that point, but I had won an award for acquisition leadership associated with that. But that is a, a really wonderful gala. We did it in the winter time of last year because rolling out of COVID, uh, where Jackie presided on that. And we had a tremendous number of awardees uh, that were recognized for their efforts.
0: Cool. I seem to recall monthly luncheons with uh, topical luncheons. So is that still going on? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Except sans the lunch, Mark. You know, COVID put a cramp on the entire environment. So Monthly, we have a program each month uh, where we have an opportunity, and we have one coming up this March 15th, focus is is as a service model. And no longer are we doing those in person. Virtual has been kind of the topic of the jour and the entry to that. uh, We wanted to be more frictionless in reaching our community because people were working virtually, both from an industry and government standpoint uh and making sure that we were driving key content here and this event that we have in in march and just in a couple days actually is featuring the deputy cio for va and the deputy assistant commissioner for cbp uh customs and border patrol and we focus on various topics here that the community cares about both industry as well as government so we can create that sharing model of information. It's been a resounding success. And as I said, while we don't have luncheons, we do have reduced the friction to reach more in our community. And participation has been really great. And looking forward over this next month, you know, in April, we'll have another luncheon, and that one's on supply chain risk management, a key topic, you know, in today's world. And we have confirmed speakers from uh, Department of Homeland Security and Pension benefit guarantee corporation on you know how do we think about supply chain risk management associated with that so yes the monthlies go on stands the lunch but topic and content and participation is still great
0: yeah uh, you know the there's an 80 20 uh factor on the virtual events the only you know the 20 percent is missing that uh Face to face aspect because I used to go to some affirm lunches. I believe they used to be at George Washington University, which is not a nice drive for me from Columbia, but it's not onerous either, uh, depending on traffic, of course. But you know, your ability to see people face to face is a big reason for joining groups like affirm. And uh, you know, I'm glad you guys have adapted to the virtual model because. I run a virtual uh, group uh, for Government Marketing University as well, the ideation group, and we meet twice a week for 30 minutes. And it's just a uh, confab of government marketers getting together to share ideas and experiences, et cetera. And on rare occasion, we actually get together physically. So
1: We have the rhythm. And, and Mark, uh, you know, we, we found in our programming – that we, we do need to do both. And that's where I think we really contemplate contemplated uh, holistically. So we have the after hours events, which are both content driven as well as the luncheons. But we were able to double the content with one being in person after hours, you know, say 5 to 7.30, where people can run and bump into each other. You know, have a topic du jour, and, and we've had numerous topics associated with that. Uh, the last one we talked about environmental issues and matters and we have content and then we have the ability for people not in a luncheon format, but in an order hors- hors- and small refreshment perspective where people can get together and, and lower the tension of just one way content of having those people work and talk with each other and a lot of sidebars. So. We had to rethink the models in light of COVID. So I think it's been really, it's been good and it's been a balance. So now we do both, uh, making sure that we have in-person events as well as virtual content. You are so right. So many things happen during the discussion parts and it's really important for our sponsors, our our federal volunteers and and the sponsorship people to get together and have discussions. Uh, And sometimes they just need to occur organically.
0: Yeah. And the virtual events, you know, like like our ideation group, it allows people not in the immediate area who couldn't make the trek to attend as well. So I'd have to imagine that your your monthly luncheons have have broadened the uh, the appeal and the reach of of attenders. Well, and we
1: rethink of that. It, you know, it's not just the people that live within the confines of the district here. I mean, oftentimes I found it difficult for me to make the trek for the luncheon, where virtually I can participate. Much, it's less friction. Um, we can live and learn, and I think over the past three or four years, people have adapted a, uh, a bit to that. Thank you to the CIOs and technology that have allowed that to occur. But we've adjusted, too, and reducing that friction makes it a uh, heck of a lot easier for people to share information.
0: I agree, and and that was one of the, uh, the things I think that COVID showed the world, and especially the contracting community, was that government was able to respond very quickly to adapt to the virtual meeting and the work-from-home environment, so... We're going to take a break. You're listening to AmTower Off Center on the Federal News Network. I'm here with Mark Crisco, current president of the Association for Federal Information Resource Management. You can find the firm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, or at their website affirm.org. Mark and I shall return right after this. Welcome back to AmTower Off Center on the Federal News Network. I'm here today with Mark Crisco. uh, uh, DOD exec, who is the current president of the Association for Federal Information Resource Management. Uh, Mark, let's, let's talk about the, the value you can get from association involvement and particularly from a firm involvement.
1: I think we could talk about that in, in a lot of perspectives. The first one I'm going to talk about is, is very broad and ethereal at best being a part of community is a tremendous value to the technology and business community at large. Um, and the value you get from an, an organization like a firm in any of the programming that would be there is not only the sense of community, but the connection that community brings. To you. And we can start to dissect that amongst of various groups that participate whether you're an industry partner or whether you're a sponsor or whether you're government so often um, we take for granted that the value community brings to us one it's the opportunity to learn to learn from us in a community both from and whether you're from industry or whether you're from government of being able to have a shared experiences and a safe space to have discussions, um, to understand different perspectives. And that is tremendously valuable to us, I believe, as a corpus, as a community. Individually, if you're from a government perspective and your volunteerism and your your participation in theirs, to hear from your colleagues. Many of us are working on very different missions with some very common perspectives where we can learn from each other and as we like to say, get out of our foxholes and hear how other people, so we get to learn as a government community on various ways to do that. If you're on the industry perspective, not only do you get the feeling of of belonging, but you get to hear the problems as the government can articulate what matters to them. And understanding, creating a a forum where we can better understand each other as a community in whatever sector we go toil in. Whether we're working on delivering products to the government, whether we're working from a government perspective, articulating uh, the problems we have understanding our institutions is remarkably important it is also there's a tremendous value not only to those that work in the marketing sector and and mark i know you're very familiar with that but it's a community where we could bring in our young people and our young people can learn at a very junior perspective and participate in our communities and hear from people that are not themselves. Uh, in other words, eliminating echo chambers or, or the stodgy pieces of bureaucracies that we all work in. Uh, being able to to hear and listen and participate. That's a tremendous value to our community. And you know, the products that are offered from a firm, whether they be the the monthly sessions or the after hours, are all contemplated in that conduit. So our, the sponsorships and the industry representatives, you know, it, it, we can't be lost on us. They need to understand what's going on in the city and, and and the community at large and technology and how and what the problems are and thinking about it uh, from a government perspective. It gives us an opportunity to learn from industry how they think about it because we're while we work together, you know, in our day job, so to speak. In these forums, um, it's an opportunity for us to discuss and collaborate and better understand ourselves. And I think that's a tremendous value for us as as an
0: institution. It really is. And, you know, uh, you and I have discussed this offline. We've known each other for a while. But I've belonged to a number of associations over the years. I wasn't a firm member back in the 90s. I was in act IAC in the 90s back even when it was for Gypsy. You know, uh, uh, FCA, uh, uh But, you know, the only time that I get value out of any of those associations is when I take the time to get involved, to volunteer, to be on a committee. And when I'm, you know, I coach a lot of people on how, how to, uh, you know, gain some recognition in the government market. And associations is always a part of that coaching And it's not simply finding and joining the right association, but getting involved. And I usually tell people to start by getting on the events committee because they're likely to meet more govies that way and more industry people. And it allows them to reach out to people on behalf of the association to start developing those critical relationships. What's what's your take on how people should get involved?
1: Well, I think it is just that. It's the volunteerism. Um, You know, much like most organizations, you know, we have a programs committee. We have a golf committee. Um, We have a awards committee. We have a scholarship committee. And, you know, whether you're industry or government, not only are you honing your organization skills by – Volunteering and working in a bureaucracy here—you're learning uh, how volunteerism works, and there are some mechanisms. It's just not all free form, um, and you're also getting to meet people—people people that you wouldn't otherwise meet. Um, and I think having a common base of understanding, however you apply that in your—I like to say it in your day jobs, Mark—is really your matter. Um, and I, I'll speak about it from an affirm perspective. The community of practice there, both uh, from an industry, government, academia, and people we work with, they all volunteer a lot of their time and talents associated with this. And you'd say why? And I, I really think the value you get is not only what you. You've learned and be able to sharp, sharpen your skills by working with a hugely diverse workforce and, and different perspectives and different crafts, uh, but also getting the opportunity to learn and meet people in the community that oftentimes you'll work with for quite a number of years. And in my value, I mean, it is a sense, and, and I said this early on when I ascended to my presidency uh, I wanted to give back. I wanted to help the next generation. And, you know, if there's a bonus on this, it's the fact of giving scholarships to young people that wouldn't otherwise have uh, maybe the, the means to move forward with that. Uh, it's not everything, but it is something where we we contribute to our next generation, helping mentor and, and work through that. Uh, some of our programs and our values is is working with students and having career day, and not only giving them scholarships, but helping people find careers in the craft of that we find ourselves in, in the technology workspace. Uh, it's been a tremendous opportunity for a number of years now where we've worked with students to mentor, bring them on board, put them in touch with communities, and and teach this, the young people where there are opportunities. Um, we are all building for a future workforce, and I think it's important for us to do that. So, you know, when you think about value, you I think about it in, in so many dimensions. Um, you know, it's not just a one-off. Um, I think the most important thing is being a part of a community that can propel the community forward. And there's there's a lot of levers, there's a lot of opportunities, there's a lot of values that everyone can take from this. Um, volunteer organizations and volunteerisms are passions. Uh, I have found that from every excuse me everybody working on the board here. That it is is they are very passionate about the success, not only for a firm but of, of the mission of a firm.
0: Okay, we're going to take a break. You're listening to AmTower Off Center on the Federal News Network. Mark and I will wrap up right after this. Welcome back to AmTower Off Center on the Federal News Network. Uh, I'm here today with Mark Crisco, the president of the Association for Federal Information Resource Management. A firm can be found at affirm.org on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. I suggest you do find it. Uh, I suggest you seriously consider joining because uh, as I've written about multiple times on LinkedIn and in WashTech and in a couple of my books, this is a relationship-driven market. You're not going anywhere without key relationships here. So... uh, Mark, why should people consider joining a firm for their their you know primary GovCon group, if you will?
1: Mark, it's a great question. I think as a community of practice, the firm is a premier organization that does things right. Um, we're not the biggest in the city. We're not the smallest. Uh, we are a great community of practice and whether you're industry or government you can come for many reasons and you talked about it of checking out affirm.org if you want content and participation that content's available to you and access in frictionless points so you should join if you want to learn if you want to put your toe in the water and understand where the community of practice and both the federal government and industry are going, it's a great segue. If you want to become more involved, it's a great perspective to become involved and get back. And there's a myriad of opportunities that you can work with. You could work through the executive board, you could work through sponsorships, you could work through programming, which was one of our cores, working the the awards, and working scholarship. there's great opportunities to participate, learn, and work as a community. If you wanna give back, scholarships is one of the central points where we are giving back to the communities, career days and participation. Uh, Mark, you allude to it that really, and I've used this term a few times in, in this interview, that this is a wonderful community of practice that participates with each other, takes their armor off, and and is able to work through uh, the environment here to bring value back to yourself individually, to your organizations, whether they be industry or government, and to the community at large. And there's nothing better than why to do that. So, you know, in the what's next, Uh, We have an event here in April. Uh, You can participate in that. Uh, My presidency will be coming to an end at the end of this uh, year, actually in the summer. And we have uh, Beth Ann Killorn from GSA will be uh, sending as president for next year. Uh, We welcome the opportunity for volunteerism. There's plenty of opportunities to participate with your passion. Whether it be programming, whether it be scholarship, whether it be uh, working with sponsors associated with this, there's great opportunities, and uh, I think that is the key uh, to what you can do to become involved. Uh, I think it's important because volunteering serves something for us in our our where it's much more at a higher level, being able to do that. So. Giving, living, and learning as a community, Affirm offers you all those perspectives here. So uh, think about your participation in this community. Um, and as Mark said, Affirm.org, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter are all good places to find out more about it.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I've met over the years, I've met a, a lot of, uh, of great people through Affirm, Um I knew who she was, but I didn't meet Mary Davy personally until an awards dinner at a firm. Oh Lord, I don't even want to think about how long ago. Uh, I know my friend Deirdre Murray has been involved in a firm and other groups for you know literally decades. And you know if if you're in the government market and you haven't run across Deirdre Murray, you aren't you you haven't participated in virtually any any association because she's 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 there she's involved uh she she's always helping and you know if if you get involved in these groups and you start to develop or deepen relationships with key people, they're more likely to introduce you to other people who are going to be influential in your career regardless of which side of the fence you're on, whether you're a govey or a contractor and this again, this is a relationship driven market. So do everything you possibly can to develop and enhance those relationships. And as you volunteer, you're showing that you you really care, you give a damn about the mission of the the organization, the mission of the various agencies that participate. And we should emphasize here that that a firm and, and mark. Uh, pretty much any any agency you want to deal with has representation in a firm is that accurate yeah
1: yeah and you know whether it be through programs whether it be through the events here uh, everything from the Department of Defense to other agencies uh, Department of Homeland security we you see com- various components of that uh, health and human services uh, it's it's a great organization and you know, I, I think about this, and Mark, I really put you on this side of this. It's not only colleagues that you're making. You make friendships during your career, and you mentioned a few of them, and Mary Davy and Deirdre Murray. Um, I mentioned the, you know, the Hosky group. Uh, great great um, colleagues in, in, in this environment. These are friends. They're not just. They're more than colleagues. And I think building those relationships for when, you know, we all face dark days, tough problems here, and being able to pull from a cadre and a community. And a firm has been uh, known for that, for building that community of practice where you could call and test ideas and think about things in that perspective. And uh, these are lifelong friendships professional and otherwise, uh, that you will have and build. And I think it's, it's a great opportunity. And whether you're hitting a little white ball around the course or volunteering or playing tennis on it, on that coming to an after hours and, and, and meeting people and working people. Um, I always say that because one of our planks were, uh, and working with, you mentioned Miss Murray here on generation next. It's not what we can do. It's, what we can do for our future too and that's where scholarship and and bringing in new people and new thoughts and new ideas um the world moves pretty fast these days and understanding how we can do that better uh and do that as a community i think that's what a firm's all about
0: yep um, and I, I, I want to give a, a shout out to a couple of people here, too. Art Chansker obviously has been involved in a firm for decades. But the Hoskies, the Peg, Claudia, John, and Tom have all been uh, huge supporters. And they, they get me back involved. Uh, you, know, you know, Tom has been, or excuse me, John has been instrumental in putting together this interview. Uh, you know, getting us back together. It's not that we don't get together. Hell, we have coffee every now and again here in Colombia. Um, yeah. but uh, you know the 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 Hosky uh family and Hosky, uh, Communications. They you know they do a lot of great stuff. Um, yeah. And my relationship with the 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 head of the household Peg goes back a long ways. A long ways. yeah
1: and i think you know all our participants all of them are have roles with a firm and uh, as i said mark it's a wonderful community where you build uh not only work with some of the best people but build some great friendships great great colleagues across this and um it's 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 the right thing to do and You know, the cherry on top of that Sunday is that we're helping the next generation grow into that.
0: Yep. That is so true. Uh, Any final thoughts?
1: Uh, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to talk with me about Affirm today. Uh, It is a passion project of mine, obviously from volunteerism, Um, and it is something that I think is really important for us to continue to work through. Uh, It is something that a firm represents to the community can bring on to the community. And Mark, you've been a great colleague for uh, a lot of years now. I'll leave it at that. And uh, I really appreciate you taking the time and giving us a bit of discussions about a firm. And thank you very much.
0: Uh, You know, I, I I love the associations in this market and a firm is again near and dear because it's it could have been the first one that I ever joined. Uh the gypsy in a firm. So we go way back, dude. Yep. And thanks
1: for all you do for this community, Mark. Uh
0: I, I I have a good time here and I just thank God that I have the opportunity and the ability to participate. So Mark, thanks for being on, man. I appreciate it. This is not my day job. I do advise companies on all aspects of marketing to the government, but I focus on a couple of very uh, important things right now. Building a subject matter expert, leveraging content to support that, and utilizing LinkedIn to bring it all together. So if that resonates with you, drop me a line, markamtower gmail.com. Uh, Visit Affirm at Affirm.org. And thank you for listening to Amtower Off-Center.
1: You've been listening to Amtower Off-Center on Federal News Network. Tune in Mondays at noon or subscribe to this show on iTunes or Podcast One.